Hi, you're listening to Through the Pages. In this podcast, we read books that are considered classics to figure out if they're worth your while. And to discover why they're amongst the classics. We're your hosts. I'm Fanny. And I'm Mandy. Grab yourself a cup of tea and listen to our bookish rambles. It is considered one of the most outstanding crime novels of the 20th century. Today, we're discussing The Postman Always Rings Twice. Welcome to a new episode. Welcome, welcome. So, yeah, today we're going to be discussing kind of like the crime novel, apparently. Um, I love that. We, like, we both were not aware of it, but yeah. we did our research and... I, I had actually never heard of it before, I have to say. I have heard of uh, of James Cain as an author. I haven't heard of the actual The Postman Always Rings Twice. Um, I had heard the title probably because it was turned into a film, uh, I think, true. at different stages in the... 20th century i want to say there was one in the 50s 60s and then one in the 80s yeah uh starring jack nicholson in the main in the lead role um but i was not aware that it was um based on a on a novel again fits perfectly into our sequence of short classics to read very true Uh, very true like we did last time with frang and zooey like this is also like i want to say 160 pages long very short Um, very fast paced definitely Mm -hmm. so this was a i I read this in one sitting in one afternoon yeah me too um a very fun read i can say Mm -hmm. up front it was um i think i think today we will have quite (laughs) contrasting uh (laughs) contrasting opinions love this uh, also because we've not discussed this at all yes so this is gonna be like we're gonna hear what the other person thinks was for me it was more of a read like let's remove the fun fun. and let's say it was a book it was was a book let's say i was glad it was short um i think because i read the whole like oh this is super like outstanding crime novel it was i think banned in some states for its violence it's like sexual plots and the whole like sexuality that is discussed so i expected some like stuff i don't know the thing is probably you expected stuff of like oh violence and sexual history in 2023 and it was like no (laughs) no it was in the 30s yeah so i think uh, i think the whole like they they sold it a bit too much they oversold it a little bit um so i was i wasn't even disappointed i just hated it i have to say i just hated (laughs) it as like a spoiler up front okay good let's first off give a bit of context so the novel was published in 1934 as you said by james kane um it's a short read so as we said very fast paced it centers on the main character who's called frank chambers um and again we're very much like immediately in the story Mm -hmm. like we're following his sort of journey he's traveling through california i think uh, and he's a drifter Mm -hmm. so we don't really know anything about his background where he came from we're just sort of like following him like we meet him like one morning i think where he like falls off a hay wagon yeah and he's like yeah let the story begin here i am yes we're gonna follow you um he's a drifter he sort of goes from place to place like working a bit here and there very much i would say fits into our like morally gray character definitely yes (laughs) sequence as well which we've had a couple of in the in the past couple of episodes um and the the plot really 
uh, starts when he comes to a diner to have uh, a meal where he meets the owner, uh, a Greek man called Nick Papadakis, mm-hmm. I think, um, and his wife, Cora. Yes. Immediately intrigued by Cora. Yeah. He decides to stay there and start working for yeah. Nick. Also, Nick is a very, like, open, happy-go-lucky guy that was super happy to have Frank come work there. He was like, oh, I need your hand because somebody just left. It was a whole thing. And Frank was like, "Mm, I love Cora. Let me stay. (laughs) That was, like, his only, like, reason at that point was to stay, was to stay there with uh with for Cora. For Cora. Also, I don't even think it was a, oh, I love her. It was like, oh, she's hella... literally that yeah let me stick around to see what happens and nick very oblivious to all of the attraction going on from frank's side yeah Uh, or at least at the beginning we know it's it's definitely from frank's side with cora it was a bit of a question mark definitely and i think this is how we already like get to know our set of characters yes it's very much a love, tri- not even a love triangle, because it's just a love couple. A love like couple and Nick. Then Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick. Yeah. Not aware that he's not part, that he's even in a triangle. Yeah. And that yeah. his wife would be remotely interested in someone else. But like the whole story sort of very much centers on these three characters, which again, love the idea of like very narrowed, like mm-hmm. location, like very small set of uh, characters. Again, could see this very like happening well in a in a play. Yeah, also with the diner setting, very just uh, like, yeah, limited, very uh, kind of basic atmosphere, three people, very like it is plot, but also a lot more character driven. Mm-hmm. I find like it, as far as crime novels go, at least they, they're usually a lot more plot driven. I find in there the characters were very. The characters like, were definitely the ones like moving the plot forward. Yes, I would say. Yes. I mean, which is obvious. Yeah, that's always the case. But I feel like this time it was very much like we get to know the character and sort of what they want or what they don't have and what mm-hmm. they would like to have. I think that's very much like the crucial point, and then how they try to create a life for themselves that they would like yes um so frank and cora start an affair mm-hmm. um we find we find out that cora hates nick with a passion mm-hmm. because she's like oh he's like disgusting and this and that and he's but, quite a bit older as well yeah and like greasy and but that he, really stuck with me yeah, as well that she gre- called him greasy, greasy. Yeah. like okay and but he kind of enables her to have a very stable life because mm-hmm. of the diner the diner that works very well mm-hmm. um i think she came from a bit more of an unstable background that she didn't know where to go and that was the first time that she had kind of like a place to live she had a job she had somewhere that she actually liked she just despises the greasy man um yeah and then frank's like oh let's just like how about getting nick out of the picture and that is where the whole crime yes. aspect starts so i think what is very important what definitely stuck with me and probably with you too from this story is the relationship between Frank and Cora. Mm-hmm. Because you might think, objectively, okay, Cora is very unhappy in her marriage. She doesn't want to be there anymore. F- fair play, like, fair enough. Like, you, you, you're you not happy with where you ended up. Um, so she sees Frank, like, and that's sort of her, like, window of opportunity, right? Of like, oh, I could get out of my, like, mm-hmm. situation, the status quo. The problem being that Frank, who is very morally grey, and we don't always know if he's acting... 
like on what which basis he's acting you i felt like from the beginning he was not a character that you could trust no in any no shape or form no cora also being very much like a bit ambiguous and being a bit like oh i'm gonna just have this affair under my husband's own roof situation Mm -hmm. they have a very heated sexual like affair yeah also quite like the, the the I think I think I like kind of clicked out with my brain about the thing was when they like kissed for the first time and he bit her lip so much that like it bled and I was like I'm going to go throw up now and it also <laughs> didn't read like a consensual kiss Mm-mm. so that it was also like very violent and bloody to the point that like it I don't know she had then like a whole like blown up lip for ages and that Frank like glorified that or that made him even more like steamy and like hot for action steamy and oh oh my god yeah i was like frank just go die and i think like their relationship was definitely the one thing that would just like irked me so much yeah that i just couldn't like believe the rest because i just thought between like the greasy nick and frank like, I couldn't, I didn't buy that Cora would go for Frank. Yeah, I think I, I didn't buy that Cora would go for anyone but her, like, herself. Yeah. Like, she yeah. should have just, like, like she should have been, everyone. let's do a feminist retelling <laughs> yeah. where she just packs her bags and, and leaves, leaves and makes a life of herself. Exactly. Like, yeah. the one that she wants without having to cling to a man. But obviously it's the 30s. Yes. I mean, I can also see... Like that, why it was banned in the 30s when it was first published. Oh, definitely. Because, yes. yeah, as you said, like the whole sexual content, like again, from today's perspective, it's like it's more the thing that you said with like the whole consent being mm-hmm. very ambiguous and where you're like, is this like, yeah. is this, it's just not a healthy relationship. Yeah. I don't think that was the problem in the 30s. No, no, no. The that, problem that was in just the like 30s. the fact that the sex was happening. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And now reading it, you're like, this, I mean, like, I, did, I think like one of the sentences was when Frank was like, oh, I had to have her and mm-hmm. I had her then. I was like, oh, like, <laughs> just, you're like, Frank, go. Frank, I want to be outside of your head. Like, I think the fact that like yeah. all of this happened in like Frank like the we were in Frank's mind made me just feel gross the whole time I think that was the main reason why I despised it so much yeah because Frank was so gross so gross I mean now that we talked to it together like I'm like oh yeah actually that is all very true and I wonder why I enjoyed reading it I think it was not that aspect at all for no. sure but it was more the whole thing of like them trying to build a new life together mm-hmm. on very shaky grounds and <laughs> yeah. you knowing that everyone in this book is highly unlikable and cannot be trusted mm-hmm. and sort of the again like the thing of like oh who's gonna like what's going to happen who's gonna tell on who type mm-hmm. situation that made it quite like fun because you're like oh i'm i'm not rooting for anyone no you, I'm, you oh, kind no, of i'm rooting for nick i was gonna say you you keep hoping that everything goes wrong like when they they kind of have this like whole plot of like trying to kill nick the first time there was like oh, there was oh like yeah there's a, two times yeah there's like oh there was a whole power outage and then it was like Cora was supposed to go into the shower and like hit Nick over the head with something so that it looked like he slipped while the power was out and then she was supposed to climb out of a window on like a ladder and then Frank was already waiting outside so that they could like run away together type thing 
And then this whole plot got kind of interrupted by the fact that a policeman was present. Like randomly, just like hanging out in the neighborhood. And they were like, oh, oops. And, oh no, the power outage wasn't part of the plan. The power outage was the cat that was like on the ladder. And then Frank went into this whole like paranoia of, oh no, now the cat was on the ladder. So the policeman saw the ladder. So they're going to put like two and two together, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then there was a power outage. Sad, saddest part of the whole book was that the cat died because he bit through some wires. <laughs> that was like when my heart broke a little bit. And uh, and Cora still hit Frank over the he- uh, Nick over the head, but he kind of actually thought that he had slipped. And then mm-hmm. he was like in hospital, and then came back. And while he was in hospital, Frank and Cora went to town mm-hmm. all day, every day. And then Nick came back, and then. They're like, oh no, now I kind of like need to look after Nick because, you know, he's like ill. And so they kind of postponed their little murder plan. And I think in, in between, uh, Frank then also decided to leave. Yes. And then came back again. Yes. So like, he's also like, he was from the beginning a very unreliable. He was not loyal to Cora in any no, way. No. I think also love is definitely the wrong word. He was just obsessed I think they were obsessed with each other, but definitely in that, like, it's like the OG toxic relationship. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely where they're like, oh, I can't live with you, but I also can't live without you. So let's just, like, go in a downward spiral together. So they obviously attempt to murder Nick a second time, Mm -hmm. and then they succeed. Nick is dead, and they obviously want to, they do it in a car, um, trying to make it look like an accident. Yes. Um, but the authorities sort of catch on to yeah. them. And that is when I then lost the plot the second time, or like my interest, because then it suddenly became like a court thriller. Mm. Like the whole like legal explanation of everything that then happens, because then Frank like gets a lawyer and then there's like a whole thing of like Cora that is then also like they think that they're like framing each other for the murder or like for this supposed accident and then there is like this huge explanation of like oh what I amazing lawyer did to get you both out at what cost this this and that I read that and I was like I could not care less about any of this (laughs) But I th- what I did think was interesting, again, like more from the character's point of view, is how they, because basically one um, lawyer was sort of like, like put um, Frank in a trap and was like, oh yeah, we know that like it was you and like if you have to sign right now that it was Cora, otherwise we're gonna get you. And basically Frank, even though there he's not super willing to do it, but he does just completely throw Cora under the bus. <laughs> yes. And like Cora obviously is then like, yeah, she's this like, is... oh, you threw me under the bus, like, screw you. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do the same. So that, again, was, like, very much showed me that, like, that relationship where they were like, oh, we can do it together, baby. Like, you and I against the rest of the world. I was like, no, it's pretty much, like, each of you against the world and each other. Yeah, yeah. Again, like, I feel like it was, f- like, it was interesting, not fun. Interesting how the whole, like, toxic traits always came up again. Very much so, yes. Um... They were very consistent characters throughout. Like, they never wavered from that first impression that you had of them. Mm -hmm. They stayed very true to themselves, which I quite appreciated, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And also, because they don't have, like, any, like, character development whatsoever. No. They start off being toxic and they end up being toxic. Yes. Because even when they are then, like, able to to go and, like, they're not framed for... uh, Not framed, but they're not, like 
put into jail mm-hmm. for, for, for Nick's murder, like then they basically have their perfect outcome, right? Yeah. They, they would be able to live together happily ever after. And you can immediately tell, like, you just know it's not going to work out. Yes. Like, at one point, Cora leaves, and then Frank has an affair. Like, that oh, all yeah, comes Oh, yeah, true. Up. That all happened also very quickly, that I think she went away because her mother was dying. And then Frank, me in the meantime, was like, oh, yeah, with, like, a new woman. Like, oh, yeah, let's go to Mexico. And then he goes and, like, enjoys himself there. And then Cora comes back and is like, yeah, my mom died. And he's and like, oh, like, why oh, didn't you sauce. tell me? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a shame. I had fun yeah. in the meantime. So, like, that was fun because you were just like, oh, I know that it's just going to go downhill for you. Because you're not rooting for them being like, oh, yeah, but I can see, like why you're doing this because they both don't have a lot of background that's the mm-hmm. problem and I think that's something that I'm criticizing about the book like I think the read was very smooth and entertaining and mm-hmm. I think that's what I enjoyed but like the characters like seeing that it's so character driven and like everything is happening because Frank and um Cora really want out of their situation they didn't give me enough backstory to understand where did frank come from like what what's his backstory why is he behaving that way why is he morally gray like cora what like why is she like so willing to murder her husband even though she does have moments where she's like oh no what have we done like she's definitely more of the like the the one that feels like remorse yeah definitely sure frank is very just like he just goes with the flow, but in the worst flow possible. <laughs> and then what I didn't get, especially about the whole part with Frank, then like going off with another woman for a week was the fact that like you have literally just murdered someone. Also, because Frank at the beginning, to be fair, like didn't seem like he had committed murder before, was like a casual mm. killer. So it also felt a bit weird for them to like physically murder someone or trying to murder them like mm-hmm. two times. And then him just like because to be with Cora Mm -hmm. him to then just go off with somebody else Mm -hmm. like in a very casual way I was like why would you like you killed someone it's not just as if I don't know you kind of seduced Cora Mm -hmm. and then Cora left Nick and then you went away and then you're like oh I'm just that kind of player but it's like no you murdered someone yeah like you planned meticulously planned a murder to get away with and everything yeah and then you're like New Mexico woo (laughs) party time but I feel like the author like I feel like if this book were written today the ending of the story might be quite different yeah because I was very much like at the point where like they were both not in jail they were sort of like definitely being toxic to each other I was like well how is it going to end and I feel like nowadays it would be different but I felt like the author definitely had that thing where like I need to bring some moral in at the end making Mm -hmm. sure that they can't just continue being their awful selves Mm -hmm. so the ending again spoiler if you do want to read the entire thing go do that now um but they basically do basically do end on a higher note because Cora discovers that she's pregnant and they do sort of like for a second see like a bright future for themselves being a bit like okay like this is like a future that we could create together you know a bit of a new beginning but on the way uh driving in the car they actually do have an accident as Frank is driving and Cora is accidentally killed yeah in the accident Frank survives so he does kill her in that accident Mm -hmm. um and his idea is really much like oh no did she think 
in her last seconds of life that I did it on purpose. Yeah. Even though it, for him it really was just an accident. Mm-hmm. So he is then framed with her murder. Yes. Like funnily enough, like he didn't, he wasn't put away for the real murder he committed, but then for the fake murder that mm-hmm. actually was an accident, he is put away. Um. So yeah, Cora does not survive. Their bright future is very quickly... Yeah. Um, like yeah. that window closes very quickly also I think at some point because I was convinced because they go kind of like on a on a little trip when then that mm-hmm. last thing I was convinced that Frank was gonna drown her oh yeah same. I was like one because they go like swimming and then Cora also like seemed to have like a bit of a death wish because mm-hmm. she like swam out really far then and then I thought oh if you already know you know that you're pregnant and then you might not want to do like all of that you know mm-hmm. too much swimming that she also like while she was swimming she was oh this is like super exhausting and stuff and then it kind of felt like she was giving Frank a chance to like drown mm-hmm. her and I was convinced that he was going to drown her and then they go back and I think Frank does have like this tiny doubt that she might have not put like the seatbelt on on purpose mm-hmm. that she would be like basically flown out the window shield and uh and yeah so i i think that was also quite it was a very strange ending i think that like that last part of the Mm -hmm. whole like going swimming and then in the car for me was more nerve like was actually Mm nerve-wracking like a crime novel would be than the rest i thought that dynamic was a lot more interesting yeah and it would have been like way more fun to read something i don't know like they if they needed to kill nick from the get-go fine like they would have killed him in like mm-hmm. the first five pages and then the rest of the book would have been like mm, a kind of interesting like pseudo cat and mouse game like who's gonna kill who first yeah that, that i would have enjoyed reading yeah because there were definitely like aspects of that mm-hmm. there like where they were like oh i can't trust you and like definitely the whole toxic yeah. like also like physical violence elements mm-hmm. which i found very difficult and problematic to yeah. read but like the whole thing of like oh we're sort of bound together by destiny by this awful thing we've done but we also like cannot ever rest at ease and we can't trust each other because you might give me away or i might give you away yes so that was actually like i enjoyed that second part mm-hmm. mine is the whole legal babble yeah way more than actually them trying to kill nick because i was like well they're gonna probably succeed anyway yeah I, yeah um, exactly that was kind of clear from the beginning exactly but, yeah so yeah that whole thing of like and the whole doubt that is sort of like that spark of doubt that is there until the very end where you're like was she sort of like taunting him to like have mm-hmm. an accident mm-hmm. you know or was it like something subconscious like that he actually like was not driving super carefully yeah it's a bit of a yeah. question mark so i thought like that was quite fun i feel like if the book was written today they would have gotten away with everything probably yes yeah or then one one or the other would, would have, have definitely killed, killed them the, yeah. uh, on purpose because there was like this whole like legal babble as you said i think that like it kind of <laughs> sums it up quite well was a whole thing about uh life insurance that they thought in the first place that they killed nick because of his life insurance because he had done a life insurance after their first attempt at killing him that actually wasn't related to that but they mm-hmm. didn't know that so they like genuinely didn't kill nick for the money mm-hmm. but obviously that was kind of an easy case to build and then it just kind of yeah it just felt like cora and frank were both a bit like confused as to oh maybe she's still doing it for the money because now they both had some mm-hmm. of the money so it was just a very like more of a mind game towards the yeah. end that was a lot more interesting to read and I would have liked to read more of than everything before because mm-hmm. I thought the before was quite 
boring with me just despising the like point of view I was in yeah so much to the point where it was difficult to enjoy it and then towards the end I was like oh this like now I could have continued reading yeah good elements yeah yeah like as soon as it becomes more like the whole mental like taunting each other was mm-hmm. way more interesting because like the whole physical and sexual violence that that to be honest like is is more like hinted at yeah also um, from him like obviously exclusively yeah. from uh, from frank's side and also which like, is a different difficult narrative voice yes to, yeah yeah and also i just thought it didn't like add anything to the story not mm. that it ever like does but here particularly it didn't have like anything to do with with the story like the the whole i don't know like as a as maybe like a dumb comparison but for example gone girl that is also like extremely violent and extremely sexual the whole like sexual violence has like in the plot is is a whole like plot line yeah. that you follow or like the same also with the uh, with sharp objects for example like that mm-hmm. whole like very like it is a plot line that you follow but Mm -hmm. here it was just like no frank just being like a gross ass man (laughs) also i feel like it was just like a a 30s way of showing like oh look these characters are really bad don't trust them instead like it was way more interesting what was happening to them psychologically yeah rather than having to also show the reader like oh look what they're doing is like gross and like Mm -hmm. he is having dirty disgusting thoughts which we were like i don't want to read that also because it didn't read that way to me because it didn't Mm. read like a red flag it read more like a like as if like it wasn't a red flag more like oh hi i'm frank and i'm like a ladies man (laughs) that's the way it felt it didn't feel like i don't know like uh like red flaggy enough for it to be like clear oh this is like bad bad behavior oh no i think it was just like oh i'm a man and that's how a man behaves in the 30s and you were like you're a red flag on two legs yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and that was um that was that was quite gross he reminded me of uh of the one um, gas station owner in The Great Gatsby oh. that like hit his wife and was like also very violent and like cheated on her. I had very much like these vibes as I was reading it. Don't know. I know, like, but it, I, I get it. It's the sort of same type of like, I don't know. I feel like that sort of like sh- same like shabby, I'm stuck in my world and I can't change yes, anything yeah, about it yeah. like type situation. And that very like, normalized violence against mm-hmm. women and stuff and i i think what arced me the most is that i couldn't read if kane was like critical of that or if it was if he just had put it in there because it was just a part of a lot of lives in the 30s particularly i think i mean obviously we are reading this now like having read lots of like as you said like you just referenced gone girl yeah but like i feel like in the 30s, probably this was a huge first reading a crime story from the murderer's point of view. Very true. And them sort of like still making them human in a way. And still, mm-hmm. I mean, to for my, like for my taste, not enough because I would have loved to have had more psychological background into the characters. Mm-hmm. But still you understand why they are doing what they're doing, even if you don't condone it. Yeah. So I feel like for the 30s, probably that would have been a huge new point of view to be reading from like a crime where you're like oh this is the worst this is brutal this is violent and then still reading it from the aggressor and predator's point of view i can see that very much being a first that's actually a very good point true because anything 
yeah, maybe any other crime story would either be from the point of view of like the detective, exactly. like the whole like Sherlock, Agatha Christie-esque more type things. So yeah, that is actually true. That's quite interesting because I think now we're way more used to that. Like, I mean... I think after, like, also the whole, like, Scandinavian, like, crime rise of, like, crime novels, also Mm -hmm. that were always very, I find, like, very violent, very sexual crimes Mm -hmm. that are happening in these, I don't know, like, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, blah, blah, all of these things. Definitely. I think obviously I'm reading this, you're like, oh, how lame. <laughs> but <laughs> and, I feel like in yeah. the 30s, that was probably like a huge, huge, huge shock value. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. Because you're like, oh, I'm reading this from not like Nick, who is the victim or like the inspector of like, or the, the lawyer. Yeah. It's not yeah. like an Atticus Finch type. Very, oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't know, like legal, legal battle type thing. It's like the two, like disgusting yeah like figures that are like oh let's make our lives like a bit better mm-hmm. and also um, yeah that's true also not like because it wasn't glorified i think like no it, it wasn't like oh the i don't know maybe like something hannibal-esque where like the evil you like start rooting for the evil guy because i mm-hmm. think kane definitely managed to like write something where you wouldn't ever root for them mm-hmm. um but i think it was it was a tad too normalized it wasn't like glorified, but it was attached to, it felt a bit too like, oh, this is like regular life mm-hmm. than I would have liked. I think maybe if he had put a bit more of, I don't know, like, like, I don't know, like a, a subjective view of like, oh, look, this is not good. <laughs> then it would have been a bit more readable. Yeah. But then also you are in the head of Frank. So obviously to him, it feels normal. So I think it was, it was, it was a difficult, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like that the also did like put his moral spin on it by like basically taking the only good thing away from Frank that yeah. he has in the end where he's like, oh, I can see a future for myself. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> that is very true. Window of opportunity yes. gone. But yeah, I think it's just like the, the probably the type of character that we're reading here to us is very like not normal, but like it's very much like not a in any type of shock value. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it must have been i mean yeah to definitely. be like yeah. to be reading it from from the the murderers yeah. point of view and also them not like trying it again and again exactly and again. yeah not not giving up also at the beginning or like after the after they managed to off nick like for real i thought that the title of the postman rings twice like refers to the murder in terms of like oh the second time round you get killed <laughs> like, ding dong <laughs> and again here i am again but then after the end 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 i realized that it was more like justice rings twice like oh the first time you got away like very easily and like you even got some money for it like basically yeah but then it's like the kind of the past will always get to you but like the whole karma concept definitely uh, so that also was, i love yeah. that you're referencing the title because at one point i was like where's the postman <laughs> I mean, I did, not gonna lie, again, like, me taking titles way too literally with also, like, last uh, last month's episode yeah. about Franny and Zooey that was like, oh, they're two best friends, and it's like, no. I thought that it was gonna be, like, I don't know, like, the postman that was the killer, or, like, some someone that, like, comes to ring the doorbell, because I expected it, to be honest, to be a thriller. Yeah. Like, in terms of, like, a psychological thriller, mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be, like, quite a classical, if you can say that, like, mm-hmm. murder story, mm-hmm. and then kind of the more, like, court shenanigans that mm-hmm. ensued. I expected it to be more like a horror same. thriller for some reason. I think because I, I had the same association with, like, the horror element, because I feel like I had seen, like, a horror film that is, like, 
postman like ringing twice so I was like oh this is probably gonna have like horror elements where like people in the house are being like stalked or upset like yeah couldn't have been more different uh, yeah, yeah, from like definitely. the actual story but um but yeah definitely the whole thing of like oh yeah like basically whatever you do it comes back and bites you in the ass exactly type thing yeah. where yeah I think they like Kane needed to ended there because mm-hmm. then it, that there was the, that idea of like well even if you do all of these awful things like you're not gonna yes you're not yes. gonna succeed exactly. because in the end it's gonna get you yeah yeah love it <laughs> i mean you know i was I, I i went into this thinking i had like very little things to say about it again i was wrong because i had did have a lot of opinions um but again it was a good short read i think it's always important to kind of read these things that then have sparked other things even if now we look at that source material and think that it's you know either very outdated i mean also the whole like racism against the greek people like poor nick already had to go through like enough and then his like his own wife is extremely racist yeah like i didn't even want to get into that no yeah it's 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 i mean it's very 30s let's also yeah you definitely have to read it like in a like in historic context yeah i think this is something that I struggle with a lot but then also I always like when I read stuff I forget when it was written Mm -hmm. and then I just kind of also in my head like it never looked like the 30s oh so I because I while I read I forget when something is set and for me like stuff is always set in like a very I feel like much more of like an 80s like setting but even if I read things that happen now for me it's like always a a weird like Mm. all of my literature like literary films that go on in my head when I read are like all set in the same time and then sometimes when I read more modern things and then like a I don't know a smartphone is mentioned Mm -hmm. I get completely pulled out of the of like the the plot because you know and then I don't know with like that one I always think like oh why are they speaking like this and I'm Mm -hmm. like oh because it was you know the 34 (laughs) yeah yeah but I think it's important to uh to read that kind of source material so to speak to have also a sense of what people were reading back then, what was mm. popular, why stuff was banned or, yeah, very controversial. And so I think, again, for how long it is, mm-hmm. it's worth the time investment, even if you don't enjoy it. Yeah, and I think definitely, like, the idea of, like, probably it was a source for a lot of other, like, texts that we're enjoying now. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole idea of, like, oh, you know, there could be a a point of view from someone who you can't root for or like you know it's not always like the the um, typical like yeah like good guy um i don't know hunting like the bad guys uh but that there can be a bit of a twist in the narrative and that in the end even if it's like there are definitely like a lot of problematic elements uh, to it let's summarize it like that it's still like an interesting read that you can take something away from definitely So thank you very much for listening and hear you next time. Take care. Bye.